Welcome back, Rugby Pick'em fam. Today we have the OG Florida man, Jordan Flash Gunderson. He stopped by the new studio, well, shed, to share his rugby story with the boys. He's lived the American dream, floating from state to state, playing the sport he loves, and meeting lifelong friends along the way. It was a fun one. Uncle Johnny and Tommy No Picks on their game, like always. Enjoy. We got a very special guest this afternoon in the potentially new studio. For now, it's our first shot here, so we'll see how the sound quality is. Jordan Flash Gunderson. Happy to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. Yes, boy. We also got two Rugby Pick'em studs here as my co-host, Uncle Johnny. That's me. And Tommy No Picks. Yep, yep. Still not picking, except for his nose. (laughs) I'm BT, and we're happy to have Jordan here before he moves off to Pittsburgh. That's the next stop on the long and strange trip. Yeah, it's been a a long one. Um, Pittsburgh is the next destination. Spent a little bit of time on uh, Appalachian and happy to be back. Well, where did your rugby career start? We always want to know where the roots come from. Where's the first time you got a ball in your hands? Um, sophomore year chemistry class, my teacher um, was a rugby guy. He played down in Australia for a little bit of prep school stuff. And I asked him what the ball was and he said it's a rugby ball. and. Told me I didn't know anything about it. <laughs> Keep my hands away from it. And I told him to teach me everything. And then he ended up driving me to practice for two years, 40 minutes each way. What was his name? Uh, David Selpak. Selpak. Yeah. 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 He, he took you to practice yeah. every Drove practice. me to the practice and brought me drove me to practice and uh, brought me back home too. And like games and stuff like that. If like I didn't have a ride, he would, he would pick me up. Um, a couple other guys that played Denver Barbos would got their start through them too. Yeah, like sevens guys. What was the What was the name of the club? Um, Jupiter Warriors back then, and then that was the first year, and then I it switched to a men's club took over because it was just like a high school club team, and then men's club brought it in as its U nineteen program, and then uh, um, good group of guys down there just got some coaches together to keep the keep the rugby going. So. It was really, uh, I played for two clubs in high school, I guess, but they were pretty much the same club, just kind of rebranded. So for our audience that doesn't know you yet, we'll paint a picture. You are from Florida. Yeah, from Florida, born and raised. um, Played rugby down there, football, all the normal sports, surfing, fishing, stuff like that, scuba diving. You have the eccentricities that one would suspect from Florida. Am I not right, Tommy? I mean, I don't know what you mean. Throw, throw Flash's dimensions out here right now. 6'3", but skinny as a rail. Or do, you, do you say 6'3 and a half? I'm 6'4", bro. It says, oh. I'm not licensed. It says 6'4". must have been wearing some, uh, some big shoes. That Listen day, to so. me here. <laughs> talking down to you. Yeah, talking down. When I clock in, actually, it's 6'2 and a half, but yeah. my license says 6'3". See, so. Yeah. If I yeah. <laughs> but your skin and bones and you played everything played every position except um in a competitive game except fly or um front row front half and front row yeah, yeah. everything else i played like what's your favorite position on the field 
Flanker for sure. I played most of my my time there. Um, even when I get moved around, I always end up in a ruck somewhere. So it's kind of it's benefited me. It um, kind of made me a successful rugby player all over the field. And um, when I played ten, my coaches would yell at me saying I'm in, I'm in the rucks too much because that's where I feel at home. I guess being an open side flanker for most of my career. Um, but yeah, that's what I would say. Second would probably be like fullback because you just hit gaps and fucking run <laughs> wide open space yeah get to pull the boot out yeah and it's like the five tackles you make a game are big ones but like i'd rather do that than make like 20 tackles a game and <laughs> destroy my body <laughs> but, <laughs> like, but that's the flanker life yeah so i mean there's pros and cons yeah. to both Flanker is just fun taking the ball from other people when they think they they're better than you. Yeah, <laughs> you sit them down and then you relieve yeah. them of their ball. Well, the thing days. is, you as you mentioned, I'm a small guy, but I've always like like to think I've held, held my own. Well, small is not the right word. It's rangy. Not, yeah, it's yeah, rangy. Rangy. yeah. Colin Gangley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had a good coach, Steve Finkel, used to coach me back in Columbus. He used to call me Stretch because no one would beat me in a lineout because I just they would I would literally leave my. Uh, Leave my lifter's hands and catch line on balls. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that a weird feeling, man? Yeah. You just, get, like, you just have to trust these dudes so much. <laughs> Top of the roller coaster. Yeah. You get that little stomach. Yeah. Everyone compares it to like a cheerleading lift that's like actually. Yeah, like, except a cheerleading. it's two dudes with their fingers up your ass. Yeah. <laughs> and then you leave their hands and then you have to land back in those leathery hands. Oh, no. And then, yeah. and then your scrum half drops it. Mm-hmm. It's like home. Where did you play in Florida after Jupiter? Um, Palm Beach Panthers, um, shout out to them boys. A lot of those guys, um, supported me along the way. Um, anytime I go back. Big drop, go ahead. Uh, Tommy Black, Tim Moxenford, Jesse Owens, Ralph Florenson, Mike O'Malley. You played with Jesse Owens? Yeah, from Turks and Caicos. That's my, that's like my big brother, dude. Um, last time I seen him, actually, I walked into a bar and he tackled me onto a pool table. And the whole bar staff thought a big brawl broke out. <laughs> but he was just telling me he loved me the way he knows how. I'll play it. No, dude, this dude is a fridge, bro. He's six foot, four foot wide, bro. Like he's Perfect a, prop. Yeah, he started in the locks and then he just He got married. Let's say he started eating good. <laughs> No, I love that guy. What was different about Palm Beach to Jupiter? No, so Jupiter and Palm Beach are very close. They're, um, Palm Beach is more centrally located for the Palm Beach County area, so it makes sense to have a club there. I'd rather, um, where Jupiter is way far north, and it was a high school team that was, wasn't was sanctioned by the high school, um, but we used the colors of the high school, and then they eventually had a problem with uh, whatever, and then we had to change. So, um Nothing much changed. Coach a little bit. Of coaching staff changes, um, um, but that's pretty much it. It was just kind of we wanted. They wanted to keep the rugby for the youth going because the program's been around since like the seventies for the, the Palm Beach Panthers, I believe. So they've been around a long time. Um, don't quote me on that <laughs> on how long they've been around, but I see old pictures. So when did you know that you were going to the next level, leaving the state of Florida, playing at a higher level in college? Um, so I played my first series year I played rugby. I got uh, selected by Florida Juice 
Um, came out to Denver, Colorado. The juice. Yeah, the juice. Yeah, Florida squeeze me juice. Yeah, <laughs> everybody wants the the shorts. We had shorts that said squeeze me on them. So everyone always would. If you if you took your shorts off at a tournament and someone stole them, they were gone. Like you never. So um, that's the downfall. And the thing why. is, is they did a really cool thing where they would get new kit every year and it'd never be the same. So like one kid that went one year couldn't say he went that year because no you don't have the jersey from that year or whatever you know it was a kind of cool way for the coaches to like oh this dude played four years and we got to keep our jerseys which is as a young rugby player like is awesome um you're the cap yeah so, yeah and that was u23 i was 16 i would play flanker and the guy that started over me was like this like sophomore from florida state <laughs> and he was a stud and so i played probably like 20 minutes the whole tournament but it was like my first select side kind of exposure yeah. to to other um like rugby outside of florida i've never seen it never heard of it you know like rugby's a really hard back then anyway 10 years ago it was really hard to like keep track of how other people are doing now with all like the new companies popping up that are keeping stats and whatnot you actually hear like college rugby and even high school rugby players are becoming household names because of whatever um, programs that they're affiliated with that are kind of like getting their name out there. Yeah. And the rugby media. Yeah. Above ground and underground. Yeah. Shout out to the media. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, that's, uh, but then I played Florida and then the next season I played Florida again and I got, um, actually Pittsburgh Harlequins coach, before he coached uh, William Jesuit, he came up to me and pretty much was like, do you want a t-shirt? Like he's way with words, this guy. <laughs> I love him. Um, Eric Jerpy, um, which is actually, I'll get back to him in a minute, but he came up to me and he said, hey, you want a t-shirt? I want you to play for my college. And I said, sure. And it said William Jesuit and I never heard of what a Jesuit was. So I was like, What's just we like? And I, like, I, like I'm putting my French words together, and I'm like, oh, trying to sound sophisticated. And he he didn't he couldn't really tell me either. But he's like, I want you to play rugby. So then um, I took my SAT Cinco de Mayo, my senior year to go to college. Ace. <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty much. I got a pretty good score, and I got some extra academic money on top of it. So, so tell us about Wheeling. I believe it is in the home state of our own West Virginia. Oh shit, it's right near it. I Where thought it was in Ohio. Ohio. <laughs> yeah, um, it's close. It's on the border of Ohio and West Virginia. It's in, uh, stuck up in there between Pennsylvania. It's like a ten mile wide piece of land. Oh, the nub, yeah. the northern yeah. face the northern of the nub. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and it's so right. It up is Ohio there. country. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's West We partied in Ohio, man. Like we didn't figure out <laughs> West Virginia at all. <laughs> Um, but that was fun. I broke my collarbone first week when I was in school, so I never really played. But <laughs> uh, um, you got the culture. Yeah, I would, yeah I was in the rugby culture. I showed up to all the trainings and whatnot as uh, long as I could. Um, and it was pretty good, uh, good program even back then. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So it was it, it was it was revolutionary. So at the time, there's three schools in the country offering scholarships: uh, Linwood, Life, and um, Wheeling Jesuit Life from one of my mentors that went to life he pretty much said if you don't make all Americans you're not getting paid so that was kind of like if I am going to go out of school or out of state for school it's going to be more expensive so I would like to have a little bit of like comfort that 
I'm not going to go into debt trying to play rugby in, in college when I could have just stayed home in Florida and played. Um, so life was kind of like out of the out of the question for me. And the, the way I played from Florida, we're, we're laid back kind of kids and life is a pretty hardcore <laughs> uh, program, great program. Um, for sure. Culturally. Yeah, culturally. Yeah, yeah. Looking, I mean, I came from a D3 men's club, man. Like, I, I, was, I don't think... I didn't... I think at the time... If I could probably go back, I probably would have chose life just because it would probably excel my career even more. Um, but I'm glad the decision I made got me to a lot of different things. So. Well, yeah. Wheeling brings you out to the Midwest. What's your next yeah. stop after that? Um, so, uh, funny story. My dad um, was... Shout out. Really busy. Yeah, shout out to him. Um, he, he helped me get to college and, and do that thing. And I needed to, to get home. And he was uh, he was on vacation, so he couldn't stop and buy me a plane ticket. So I hitchhiked from Wheeling Jesuit to Columbus, Ohio to play 1823 in Tiger Rugby. They gave me a little tryout and then invited me and my college roommate out. And then that was, yeah. that was the next stop in my my life and that was an awesome stop because i met so many people who played there for about four years and played d1 uh side of valley shout out to those guys um and the academy would just bring uh crazy talent like through the city for columbus is a hotbed uh, going back to tiger yeah. and to aviators yeah and i think with coronavirus, nobody has anything to talk about in the MLR. So the big question is like, who's going to be the next bid? Yeah, uh, Hawaii. A lot of people say Columbus. Mm-hmm. I think it'll eventually happen, but hopefully, I think the right money I mean, guy comes through. I was there, you know, for the whole um, original pro rugby uh, show thing, whatever yeah. it was. And they built the play. They built, they the, built the stadium. Yeah. and they um, got the whole. It's the, still there. Yeah, the one thing Obets still is, is a little bit outside of Columbus. Um, quite a bit but for an elementary league it was perfect like uh, the attendance we would sell out every game you know what I mean I never went to a game and didn't have fun like they would have a carnival set up like it was a really like um, community driven event the rugby game and that's how it it, it started you know what I mean it kind of like it felt good to like um, I mean know the players on the field you know like some of those guys were my best friends uh, yeah that still are, you know, so. And there's a lot of rugby throughout that area where people would Dude, drive in for it. Yeah, there's, there's, it was crazy. So coming from Florida and then I was 19 years old when I landed in Ohio. So I wasn't too far removed from high school. So I was still like that young mentality. A kid. Yeah, I was, I was a kid. Yeah. Um, I came from Florida. There's 12, 12 teams in the whole state of Florida. And Florida's probably twice the size of Ohio. There was 12 teams alone in Columbus, you know what I mean? And then the team up in Cleveland and the team in um, in Cincinnati, that they, they go ahead to St. Ed's and St. Xavier. They go ahead and head every year, and it was, like, these huge events, and you see so many rugby fans just out there, like, supporting on a high school level. Well, all those people were fans of the Aviator, you know what I mean? And they had bars downtown that would play the games that would just be packed. It was it was really cool to see. And I was surprised when the MLA came out that, that they didn't have a, a Columbus team. I was, re- I was really surprised. Yeah. It, you get to see the rugby culture on a grander scale. Mm-hmm. Like, like you said, 10x yeah. what Florida was. Yeah, That's for real. It was and awesome. it's not a big market, you know, city, Columbus, but like Midwest in general, obviously Chicago has the, mm-hmm. the biggest, 
you know, Midwest. I mean, it's the biggest city in the Midwest. It has the it has its own rugby union. Yeah, like and yeah. it's a massive rugby clubs, town. Dude. So as far as so, Midwest yeah. towns, Chicago would make the most sense. But yeah. like, you know, anywhere around there, centrally Ohio, like that would. Well, the thing that was for me, the thing was for me is that they went through all the steps to do it. Yeah, in the pro, and then it lasted. They got a, fucked. A flat, yeah. yeah, Tommy, and, I'm bringing you in geographically. We got all these East Coast teams, yeah. all these West Coast teams yeah. are at home at Hawaii. Yeah. We need the Midwest. Am I not right? Are you looking at the map that I'm showing you right now? Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> there's a big empty a big space. Holy yeah. crap! There's yeah. a big empty space. So there's I'm, I'm rooting for bids in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. That's a town that knows it's rugby. I'm rooting for bids. Yeah, but nobody comes to Kansas City. Well, Kansas City. Except Kansas City. They, they, their team's good, man. Kansas I mean, yeah. I used to play against them the when I played for Columbus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah what it takes. I so hated driving out there. I hated yeah. it. <laughs> 10 hour drive straight through cornfields. but We do that in an hour for seven. It's Anyhow, Mark Kilbrew, if you're listening, get those three Midwest bids in. Yeah. We want Columbus. We want well, Chicago. And we want Kansas City or Cleveland. I mean, there's great rugby in the Midwest, man. I mean, uh, Minneapolis forever, uh, the Metro, they had a great team. And they had four or five clubs in the Metro area, yeah. too, up there. And the youth that they drew there. Yeah, they, with the Spearhead Academy and everything like that. Like, it was, like, there There should be a Midwest representative now, especially that the uh, Glendale team's gone. I believe uh Definitely needs to see some some rugby come out of the Midwest. Yeah, I mean, I think I everyone's so thirsty for rugby post Corona that when it comes back, it will come back with a vengeance. Yeah, I think so. Let's hope. Uh-huh. What comes after Ohio? You go down to the Southern Pines. Yeah, I go down to Southern Pines. Um, uh, it's kind of funny. I was kind of taking a break from rugby at that time. I was just nonstop for five years straight, just. Uh, kind of trying to figure out my next step you know so i took a job traveling around the country working on conveyor belts <laughs> and then my buddy was sending me snapchats from a bar that i did not recognize and i knew every bar in columbus or i thought and i said where are you at and he said i'm in southern pines i said where are you southern pines and he said north carolina and that was a tuesday night phone call and by thursday night i was in southern pines i quit my job and i felt like I needed to go there and drink beers with my buddy. And it was like, uh, it was supposed to be like a short thing. I was supposed to go for like a month and just like hang out. I had like a bunch of money saved up. Just trying to like find myself, you know, I'm like 20, 21, 22 years old. Um, ended up playing rugby down there and had a blast with a group of guys down there. I lived there for nine months. Um, great, great, great team. Probably the best team like culture that I've ever been a part of because the town was so small. It's like five miles by five miles. Like, You'd be like picking up pine cones in your front yard, and someone would text you like, "Hey, what are you doing?" Picking up pine cones, and you'd have a party in your front yard twenty minutes later because the whole town would just be there. The they pull up in golf carts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody. Pine I mean, cone party. There was three bar. Yeah, pine cone party. Dude. I mean, well, Tommy's. I feel like this yeah, Tommy, Tommy's going, there. Yeah, he's going. It's the same because Johnny's from Ohio. Experience yep. that, and Tommy's a North Carolina guy. I actually played with Flash for over the summer. Tell, yeah. us, tell us a tale. I, I moved to Southern Pines for a couple of months just to play for their sevens team. I, I don't even remember. I had somebody like Trey, Trey, Trey yeah. t- texted me like, You roomed with Derek Ellison. Ellison. Did uh, I say that right? Ellison. 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 Drafted Ellison. Drafted Ellison. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've been St. Mary's about producing draft picks. Yeah. We see you out there, Gil. Dude, my buddy Tommy, that he played out there. He's down in ATL playing too. A lot of boys from that seminar. Tommy Hill. Yeah. Um, is that Walsh? Wallace? Tom, like yeah, Tommy Wallace. Yeah. Thomas Wallace. Yeah, yeah those were yeah. that was like the crew who came in for the summer. It was like me, Derek, yeah. Tommy, and but Tommy like left to he went to Australia. Yeah, he took out her. He's dude, that kid's so smart. Yeah. So smart. Funny guy. So but what was it like playing with Flash? It was a lot of fun. I mean, I just remember like seeing him fly up in the lineouts and then taking it right off the lineout, scoring <laughs> and just being like, little, What the hell is going on? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Get the whole, you let your lifters know, be like, let go of me. I don't know. I'm they gone. know. <laughs> if they knew, they'd, they'd probably tell on me. <laughs> we had a solid little yeah, seven a solid squad. squad. It was cool. It was fun. Yeah, a couple of uh, like Clemson Tiger dudes came in, like rugby players. Um, they came in. <laughs> That's a good program. Yeah, yeah, Tommy. Tommy came in from ECU. A um, couple the Washington guys. Um, what is it? St. Mary's? The California, yeah, uh, um, St. Mary's Mary's Gales. Gales. Yeah. yeah, that was yeah. Tommy. And I'm horrible with the West Coast. Well, they're like they're I'm, in I'm Moraga, California, so they're Bay Area. Yeah, yeah. But they put Cal to the sword a couple times, so there's a new the big dog out west, and it might be St. Mary's, it might be Central Washington. Flash, yes, sir. What, like, what's the peak of Southern Pines? Do you have a specific memory that just was a mint moment? Um. Oh, there's so many, man. We we went all the way to the final four. Thank God. We went all the way to the final four in Pittsburgh. And I'm trying to remember what year it was. I think 2016. Got third in the country. Lost against a, a good Iowa team. Um, they they put a good licking on us. <laughs> but uh, we were a small club, man. Like 30 guys tops. Traveled three weekends in a row. The double headers each weekend so um and military guys can't travel far so we were right next to fort bragg so like we had a couple starters that couldn't even make the playoff run with us because of whatever job that they have in the can't military the they can't leave yeah. yeah they have to be in a, a radius or whatever so um to get that far and and to to help that team that at that point in my career, that was the farthest that a team that I've been a part of has ever gone, um, and it was it was really it was really cool, and it was it was kind of short. It was short lived because I left the next season, you know, and some people were mad at me and whatnot because like we got all the way there and we didn't get all the way there, but we got close enough that we thought next year might be the year. But um, Denver Barbos called me and told me to come out. Hey, here. you gotta live that rugby vagabond. Yeah, yeah, life, man. Exactly. You're a that's the thing. I never, when I was a kid, um, the guy that taught me, Dave Selipak, he said, you're never going to make money playing this sport, but you're going to travel the world and meet friends that you'll have for the rest of your life. So that's been my, that's been my, my goal as a rugby player is just to go as many places as possible. Um, whether footing the bill for myself or having, having some help through different organizations. Uh, or gypsying your way. Yeah. On, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've gypsied, I've gypsied a bunch of sevens tournaments when I was a kid. I got, like, I played one tournament where I played for, like, every team, and the teams that won, gave, they all gave me a medal. Like, I had, like, a, a gold, silver, and bronze from the same <laughs> tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was, it was kind the of... rugby like, horror. Yeah, lifestyle. oh. Oh, yeah. It was great. Dude. College. Like, I had a different... Like, I played... A bunch of my, my high school rugby guys played for UCF, and so I played with them for the final in college and then the high school teams I played for 
played against each other in the men's touch team because I played a lot, a lot of touch growing up, like uh, when I first started. And How do you feel about touch? Like, uh, love it. Love touch. Just dynamic. I'll play touch until my, my I cannot play touch anymore. I think touch is probably the most beneficial um, thing that you can do as a rugby player without like getting into like the nitty gritty of, of like technicality. Like, yeah. and, and, you know. I'll um, counter though. For easy fitness. Like regular easy. touch, not the psycho back 10 touch. That is crazy. That is regular touch. <laughs> <laughs> in my eyes, yeah. that hinders growth for union players at a high school level. So you, you have to... Because you, you don't know how to come up and make a hit. Well, so that's the thing. That's, catch, not, catch, that's catch. not what you're working on at that at that um, at touch. That's why it is touch. You're working on your spatial awareness. Your Dude, I've seen players cut people up with the switch move and the switch is like one of the things that's like getting out of rugby like nobody switches anymore or if it is it's like a a, a different formation of a switch you know right but i've seen people cut somebody up with a just a straight up switch move in a touch game because if you don't work together it communication is like a big thing you work on in touch and then you know it works on your like juking and, and your your whole finding capabilities like spatial awareness. Totally, yeah. you're absolutely right. So like, and how to manipulate a, a defense as well. Yeah. Like, oh, for sure, because you have to, or you're like if they touch you, and because in regular touch, like a fingernail is a touch. You know what I mean? So you have to like works on your jukes and being a tall person, you usually don't like see tall people juking. But that's how I learned how to. <laughs> like, so it was touch. I wanted to because there's a couple guys that I played touch with in high school that played for USA Touch League. So yeah, it's getting bigger yeah. as well. They went uh, to World World Cup. My one of my mentors, Tim Oxenford, he went to World Cup playing touch, blew his ACL out. But or no, it was Achilles. It was Achilles. Oh yeah, it's a hard juke. Yeah, it's hard juke. All right, you kind of put me in a body bag there with with your argument because you're right. Touch is not meant for tackle. It's not. And I that's, said, that's oh, not, it's going to make you a bad that's not what you're. That's not what you're working on. That's why you take it out. You t- Well, that's the thing. I just that's think, why you're able to a, work. Uh, there's a pure form of touch with back one meter or back two meter. Why do we need to go back to two? Yeah, so I mean, I've played. I really not, think you can make it happen with a regular line. You can. So I've, I've played all kinds of touch. At back in Tiger, we played touch every single day. And that was... Uh, five meters back or whatever, one meter back. It, it just depends on the day. And, and you, there's always something to get out of it, though. If you fully apply yourself to a game sure. of touch, you will always get something out of it. And I used to yell at like people, like new guys that would come in or even some of the girls that would come play with us. They would hang out on the wing because they're intimidated by the fast playmakers in the middle. And it's like, how do you think that they got there? They didn't get there by hanging out on the wing. They got there by actually trying stuff in a touch game where you take that contact uh, situation out of it which is that's like the biggest thing that you think of when you're like trying to learn something new you're like oh I'm gonna get fucking smoked you know what I mean like in touch you're not going to I mean there has been some 1823 <laughs> Tiger touch sessions that got well there's always one dickhead that gets too high oh, and he dude. goes high and then he has to be like sent outside well, to cool off when, when you up the level of competition Stop so, so 1823 at one time had three sides that would, they would enter into tournaments two two at the top level competing against each other and then one like social whatever or even sometimes even more than that so when that when you put that competition of that A side, B side, this, that, you know what I mean? Like at those training sessions when you're you're living together, you're working out together, you're in the field doing skill sessions together, then you're playing touch together. Now this is your 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 first shot of the day to show like this is what I've learned, this is what I can do. 
I mean, the competition is through the fucking roof, man. Like, yeah. and people, ex-NFL players that have always been up on that pedestal that didn't make it, you know what I mean? Because they were probably great college football players, you know, but they didn't make it to that next level dream. Now this is their time to shine, you know what I mean? Like, the com- like the competition is insane, and I loved it as a young kid because I'm just a chirpy fucker. <laughs> I, like, get into fucking risks with people I had no business fucking talking shit to. <laughs> Speaking of gypsy living, like, and rugby and where it takes you, talk about your Euro tripping with, with Rugby South. USA South. Yeah. Um, great experience. <laughs> great group of guys. Great staff. Um, shout out to Kevin Kiddo. Been running the team since the 70s. Same president of that organization. Uh, great coach, Randy Daniels. Uh and a uh, great, great, great group of guys all together. The South, so it's a, it's a big, um, it's a select side that comes together from the True South uh, Rugby Geographical Union, which is what the States. True South. Uh, like, so North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Alabama, the Confederacy. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, Tennessee, some Chattanooga guys in there. Um, but also, like, so I started playing with them. When I was in North Carolina, excuse me, but I continued when I moved out here because I was already, I'm a Southern boy. I'm from Florida, so right. that kind of helps. They're colored in. Yeah, they make uh, exceptions sometimes if uh, someone misses a flight or something or <laughs> they have to pull a player from here or there, but they traditionally try to try to keep it from. Yeah, they're, not, they're not asking for a home address. No, I mean it's pretty much club affiliation. That's that's the that's the ticket in. So hey, if Taylor um, Hodden qualifies for Maccabi, then Jordan Gunderson qualifies for yeah. Well, I was South. playing for Southern Pines at the time uh, when I first started, yeah. and I played uh, St. Patrick's Day tournament, which is a big tournament in Savannah, Georgia. Um, and One they of the best. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, great, great, great uh, stories and memories from from that <laughs> those tournaments. Um, but we played against uh, D1 um, competition. They entered in two teams and then pick a side. And I was fortunate enough to get selected for to play against Cayman Islands, which was played Marriott, Georgia, um, which was my first international experience at rugby, which was um, – it's not much. Like, they're a good – they're a good squad, Cayman Islands, but um, I mean, they would put a lick into some D1 teams that we have in America, but it was, uh, there's definitely, it was, it was an awesome experience it was, um, to play that kind of rugby. And then where did that take you? Oh, else internationally? Yeah, like, so. Um, the South, that's an ambitious crew because yeah. like, I played against South plenty of times and they're, they're, it's always a different squad, right? Like. They, they, they've been trying to find the best, the best squad, yeah. uh, the best mix for forever. I mean, that's, I guess, the job of a coach. But they have some ambitious tours, right? Like, yeah, yeah. So we went to... Um, it's what coaches want. Yeah, yeah. It's a win. They want to win. So, I mean, <laughs> Having the best guys always helps. Always helps. Yeah. Always helps. <laughs> but you always like to see that bad news bear story, but... <laughs> there's great coaches, yeah. on-field tacticians, and mm-hmm. then there's great recruits. Yeah. And the all-time great coaches are both. Yeah, right. yeah, for sure. Start playing with the <clears throat> best hand. Yeah, I mean, um, we went to, we got to go um, to Mexico City and played at like 9,000 feet or something. Crazy. Yeah, dude, it was in Mexico City. We played against Mexico, played in a 55,000 seat stadium. How many people were watching you? It was like 8,000 in the stadium, probably. 
And then, yeah, that's a big bigger screen. than any USA that's crowd. That's the biggest crowd I've ever but, been in. But one, yeah. one fifth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that like, man? Um, that was crazy because that's when, so I played Cayman Island. That was a home game at uh, Life University Rugby Field. Right. And it felt like, I mean, uh, that, that, group of guys was a really good group of guys but like you just said like it's a it was a different group of guys that went to mexico right but the fact that we were even there that's when it got real to me and that that quote of you you won't make money but you'll travel the world and meet friends that was just playing in my head for the whole time and it was like um it, it kind of like validated my rugby career like i've put in a lot of work and i've also slacked off a lot and i was still able to kind of like make my version of my dream happen you know so because i there was a lot of uh, opportunities that i didn't take advantage of but this was one that i didn't want to like mess up so like i every time i stepped on the field i like went balls to the wall and and just like really just played like like my heart off and i put my the country the flag we're we're USA. Playing, yeah, yeah. I mean, so and when you play usa south like i know like in the rugby community it's like it's a fun thing uh, for america anyway but when you when those countries play usa south that's playing usa you know what i mean like yeah. that's it's their only shot yeah and also like, you're playing like a lot of times the fixtures that i've seen at least you know, along the southern border, really, you're playing like Mexico, you're playing like some Caribbean, mm-hmm. yeah, so we things like that. So it's like your neighbors, but you're like representing your country. Yep, As to, and and every guy on the on that roster, the USA South roster, would 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 say the same that they when that anthem plays before their game, that is the craziest feeling, and you got all these people like sitting there cheering you on like the Mexican team was cheering for us like the crap the fans you know what yeah. I mean because they like we were walking through towns and people want to take pictures with us just because like we're from USA American you know? dream and yeah and it was it was a really like humbling experience you know and um so we actually lost that game but through a crazy chain of events Cayman Islands actually beat Mexico which put us in running for the championship of the ran the the ran championship which is the Rugby America's North Championship. And we went down to Georgetown, Guyana, and played against Guyana in um, like 100 degree heat the night after a two, or the day after like a two day monsoon. So we're playing in like six inches of water. And still to this day, it's like the most memorable rugby game and the most like important rugby game that I've like played today. And it's the game I hate the most because it, I wanted from the starting whistle. I wanted that game to be over. I was like, "This is not how I want to play rugby." But I mean, and you lost, so it's your no. We won. We won. Oh, we won the say, championship. I thought it was your oh no, recurring I, nightmare. That's the thing is, we won. We won, and and I remember after that game, there was um, a guy giving a speech, and he probably gave a speech for thirty minutes, and I'm soaking wet from my head to toe, covered in mud, like my hair is like hard, and my eyes are covered in mud, and I was just like. I grabbed a beer from like someone on the sideline and like dumped it in my eyes to get like all the mud out of my face and I just wanted it to be over. And but the whole like being in Guyana, that's a place I would never go. Ever. Like why would I go there? Like a fur like a tourist venture, you know. Was it French Guiana or Guiana? No, Guyana. It's the only landlocked Caribbean state. There you go. Yeah. And that was a great experience. Um so then from there we went to Europe. We did a um, 
Hungary, Czech Republic, Austria tour, which was oh, hold the phone. That's a social tour right there. Yeah, it was social. Yeah, come on, it was social. Budapest. Um, Oh, Budapest, Vienna, Vienna, Prague. Prague. That's social. Yeah, it was like (laughs) I think ten days. We played ten. 10, 15 days, I don't remember. <laughs> Nightclubs and whatnot. Um, but it was, uh, that was fun. So we played against Hungary, beat them. Played against Austria. Um, I actually um, injured myself before the Austria game, and I, it was my first game back for a while. And I had one man in the match, and we beat him like 53-0, which was like crazy. And it was really cool to get recognized by like the Austria Rugby Union president because he was the one that selected the man of the match, which was really cool. And they uh, kidded me out, gave me a bottle of wine. And they had a really cool clubhouse. And, yeah, it was, it was really cool. It was an awesome experience. Do you think there's any chance they picked you for your flop? Oh, yeah, I have my hair up. No, dude, I was all over the field. Like, I had something to prove. I, I hadn't played in, in four or five months, something like that. And um, just to get the start was insane. Like, I busted my ass in, in training and um then to get out there I just I was a ball hog dude I didn't let I was either back 10 or the ball was mine <laughs> like it was all day like and I didn't score my brother was mad my little brother he, he watched on TV and he got mad at me that I didn't score and I was like but I did like a lot of other things <laughs> like come on dude if you're an um, integral part of a yeah. try yeah or five tries you're gonna win yeah. that match yeah, so yeah people awesome. just get it who watch the game in Hungary we walked into this bar, USA guys loud as fuck, just like flags draped over us. Like we just won the championship and the game's not for two days. So <laughs> like, and like immediately I catch the vibe like, all right, they fucking hate us here. <laughs> like, and I'm trying to order a drink and I showed up a little bit later than everyone else. Be- and this is how I caught the vibe because everyone's already like on the piss and shit. And I'm like, I'm coming in and I'm like, fuck, like, yeah, they everyone was like pointing like your friends are fucking over there, yeah. dude. Like <laughs> go fucking go. They're fucking assholes. Yeah, so I go and I order a drink. So that night got a little more crazy because everyone thought I was the drug dealer in Europe. Like everyone kept asking me for drugs and because the flop. Yeah, obviously. yeah. I had my hair up, done nice, and it was all neon clubs like the underground. They're bomb shelters, bro. It was like so cool. Like called the room bars in Hungary, and. Each club, each or each little section is a different nightclub, and my hair is like glowing. So I'm, I got actually told by security that I was dancing too aggressively. <laughs> yeah, so I guess you're supposed to keep your feet at least one foot on the ground. It's like a rule. Last yeah. time I heard that was at a Jesuit high school formal dance. Oh yeah, let's give some space for the <laughs> yeah. Lord. Um, so. Like next stop on the tour, Vienna. Vienna. So that's when you're man of the match. What do you yeah. guys do post game? To be honest, not much because it was a Wednesday night and everything shut down at ten o'clock. So we went to there's like probably twenty of us at the hotel bar, and we're ordering all these drinks from the the bartender. That was air quote bartender. And I, I order a Moscow Mule, and he gives me a cucumber vodka, and I'm like, excuse me, this is not what I ordered. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't have any ginger beer and I don't have any lime. I was like, so you don't have anything to give me a Moscow Mule? And he goes, I'm not even a fucking bartender. And he just walks away, like, and goes back. He was the front desk guy. It's like midnight, you know? Like, and we're just, like, pestering this dude. And he's like, I don't get paid for this. Like, just doing his and best. he's just out. Yeah, and we're, like, ordering food and stuff. And, like, 
It's like charging our credit cards for shit we never got. <laughs> like, they didn't expect to host a rugby team. No, no. And it was a Wednesday night. They're like, we're right across the the street from like the biggest train terminal terminal in Austria. Like business class hotel, like really fancy. And we're just a bunch of hooligans just having a blast. And we walked around Vienna and it was a ghost town, which was actually really cool. Because um, you're in a big city in yeah. Europe. And it, it but you fun. closed and... In Czech Czechoslovakia. Yeah, that was the Over biggest Republic. game. Yeah. No, they're Czech Republic. Yeah. Yeah. Of the Republic of Czechoslovakia. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that one. Um, yeah, Praha. Yeah. And that was cool. We spent the most time there. Um, the pizza there is phenomenal, but every other food sucks. Um, not a big cuisine country. <laughs> like cabbage and potatoes. And they're just like necessary yeah, like, nutrients. Yeah, exactly. Like, Their salad was like couple chopped up bell peppers and like three pieces of lettuce like it's great um, <laughs> no 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 great great i had a great experience it's just like it's really like you can tell that russia has been there like yeah, you yeah. can see that they were just like hanging out there for way too long yeah. and um castle, they're still cold off the cold yeah war. yeah castle are cool like ground still thawing out man yeah um but no they they were a really good squad we lost to them by like seven points i think um that was actually a rough game for me. That was the hardest game I went into mentally because I got I had to be the first man off the bench because our fly half during the Austria game had pulled something. And I was the backup fly half and starting flanker. So they needed a fly half if if someone um, if he had gone down. So we just had some bad injuries that, that kind of just roughed it up for me so it was weird coming off of man of the match performance to then coming off the bench in the second half but um again played my ass off it was a rainy game big guys all those guys are like pro players across europe in the spanish leagues and italian leagues and stuff like that um they're ranked like top 30 i think at the time maybe top 35 the jacks <laughs> yeah so coming from us we were put when we beat Guyana, we were put around the 60s, like um, in the world rankings. But we don't officially have a world ranking. Yeah, it's just like how we compare. So um, where Austria was around 50s, Hungary was around 50s, and then getting down into the 30s and actually competing was really. Uh, it was a cool um, experience again, coming being an American rugby player because you see like the the pro leagues and whatnot, how how advanced the rugby you see on TV is versus the rugby player for your club. So. Um, it was cool to see that we actually could could hang. So. Yeah. And that was a cool experience because a bunch of kids were out there and wanting autographs from the Americans, and I got cool hair, so. Like you said, <laughs> like, parading downtown and having people idolize you because you're a rugby player is a phenomenal feeling. Yeah. So that was – Hungary was not like that. Czech Republic was kind of like that. Vienna was, like – like probably the most similar to like the way we are here with the where their rugby culture works with the socials after the game and whatnot. Um, Czech Republic, we had a couple of beers, but them guys, them boys just wanted to eat. <laughs> they, <laughs> needed, like, <laughs> they were just like there was a huge spread when I was a cool little uh, rugby club, and um, I, I don't even remember where. But I think it's Denau, Denau, Czech Republic. I got shorts from everywhere, so. <laughs> Go in my files and find out. <laughs> the last part of your rugby story is here in Denver with yes. the Barbo. So, Tommy, I'm going to kick it to you. Yeah. Why don't you open Flash up with a question about his Barbo tenure? 
Mm-hmm. A question about his barbo tenure. <laughs> How has your barbo tenure been? <laughs> Great, question. Question. <laughs> Great question. Um, it's been awesome. I love to hear. That's Tommy No Picks, by the yeah. way. In yeah. action. <laughs> That's saying, here's what I compute and here's this what I'm putting out. Yeah. And he did not make a decision. That's a, that a great question. Yeah. <laughs> you ever seen this guy dance? Oh, you ever yeah. seen this guy dance? Are we going to make a graph of how many drinks he's had? Because it's <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> but the correlation. No, no correlation. No correlation. So, uh, favorite barbell moment um, probably would have to be when we won a national championship. That was uh, super awesome. Bummed I couldn't play that game, but I was dealing with some some injuries um, from my USA South games. BAC joint? No, it was my knee. I caught my knees together in uh, Bermuda. Oof. And I couldn't, I could play, but I couldn't cut. So it I was, was a scooter accident in Bermuda. No, <laughs> I uh, I got stuck at the bottom of a mall and some bullies stepped on me. It's on video. Let, let's hope he didn't mean it. No, I didn't mean it. Jordan, top three, top three players, you gotta win one game, that you've shared the jersey with at any level, any okay. teammate of yours. Uh, situationally, also, how old are you? Like, I'm 26. 26. 26. Been okay. playing for 10 years. Um, if I played at all in 2020, I would say 11 years, but I haven't yet. So, oh, no <laughs> player has earned that right yeah, unless they're no. like pros so, coming out of the gate. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I've been playing since 2010. When you were how old? Fifteen. Okay. Yeah. I see you. Yeah, that's the first time I picked up rugby. So you put a decade in. Yeah, Johnny's put three in almost. Yeah, my guy's killing it he's over here. Up on two. Two. Well, he's two looking at three. He's not down with me. I'm gonna give him a break. Decades, <laughs> bro. Yeah, I can't wait for that. I, I can't wait for old boys rugby. It's just gonna be so fun. <laughs> Wearing diapers on sideline. Especially when you're six four, <laughs> one eighty five, yes. and fast. Yes. And have that offload flick. You think he's going to be 185 when he plays old? No, dude, my dad's 240, man. I, I'm waiting for my growth spurt. I'm <laughs> You're waiting. <six> four. <laughs> I'm waiting. Um, so, top um, three. Top, top three. three. Players top three. that you've ever played with. Okay. You're, you need to win one game, and you can take them injury-free in their prime. Okay, I got three. Yeah. And then... Um, you're going to have adjustments. Yeah, you're going to have adjustments for sure. So, first one, I'm going to go out. Uh, Chris Shade... From Sada Valley. Shaderade. Shaderade. He used he if played I made, AGs. Will Jennings and I met him Love Will. after the Mitchell Hunt so drop Will goal played game, with us. which I brought up maybe double digits on Rugby Pick'em. Mitchell Hunt drop goal game, Crusaders win. Will Jennings drove me out and he said, Shaderade is in town. He's bouncing at this bar down in Christchurch. Mind you, the whole town had been obliterated at that point from right. the earthquake, but... Shaderade was there. That's what's in up. the smoke and everything. It was an Irish bar. Love that guy. Uh, Just, so he was my first roommate out of college. Yeah, yeah. He's a pretty solid player. I know a lot of the things. He's a free agent guy. right now. Yeah, he is. As he, he stands right now. Once Ohio has a team, Shaderade oh. will not be a free agent anymore because yeah. he'll play for Ohio. Exactly. About to get married, dude. Like. Um, so proud of that guy. A so versatile hooker who makes like flanker like tackles. See, the thing is, is he's played his whole career as a flanker or inside or outside center, and he's built to be a hooker. So once you get to that next level, they had to kind of like remote him for the front row. But that open field tackles that you want from a hooker, he already had. 
So, um, but I put him on a five meter line, and no one's stopping him. Maybe the only person that will stop him is my next pick, <laughs> which is Joe Tapate, uh, Sarada Valley. Big he Joe. He played hooker, or he played prop, and Shay played hooker. Um, tries for days. Give the, any of those two boys, and then them two boys, truck and trailer. Mm. <laughs> I feel bad for that fucking guy. <laughs> Whoever they run into. I'll add right now, somebody on Reddit just put out the all-time try scores at every position, yeah. test-wise, and Joe comes in at 20 tries at number at, at the hooker spot. Dude, his, Apparently, hookers haven't been bagging meat no. in the past. It's a, it's 20 a, is an insanely low number he, for he, an all-time for rugby, yeah. uh, <laughs> He's the all-time leading try scorer for I love any international hooker. Let's go. His, stri- his strike rate is insane. Give Joe him, just signed with I'm Leon. telling you. He's Leon. still got a bunch of life left. Yeah. He's making that French my age. He's my age. He's a year older than me. He was, my uh, room- he was a, a roommate with me for a year. I live with him. Number three. Number three, 80 meters out, no time left, Perry Baker. On the 15th field, too. PB. Yep. But he'll probably offload it to me and I'll score. <laughs> probably. That's I'm just kidding. No, because he's, he's going to gas the winger, he's going to draw the fullback, and then you're on the inside. Yep. I'm, I mean, I'm not saying I'm the only one that could uh, catch up with him, but I, I got a couple uh, tries off of him. And that was that Tiger? Yeah. Uh, first out of Valley, 15s. So oh. he, he played like one season 15s. Perry's a Florida boy too. Yep. Yeah, mind. I played against him when I was in high school playing for Palm Beach. He played for Daytona and I was 16 years old playing men's club sevens and he would just fucking juice me every time. I feel like we have one great. potentially one of the greatest seven players of all time. Oh, for playing sure. Playing for our national for spot sure. and not enough people know about Perry. Yeah, Parker. no. Internationally, for sure. Like a lot well, internationally, he's more of a he's more of a star than he is. Well, because American the seventh two time, he was player of the year. Two time. No, I know he's huge, yeah. John, but I'm just saying, like here in the U.S., he's knows only about him as like a uh, well, his impact. Jordan just said he'd stage. take him on a 15th st- stage. Oh, absolutely. Where would you put him on a 15th field, Tommy? Right now, you got the clipboard. You're naming the 15th. You gotta put him on the put like the wing, right? Yeah, but that's the only position aside from flanker where you have to pick which side. So. Oh my God! Uh, well, you're gonna put him on the left side. You want all these right-handed passers to get him the ball, you know? Tommy passes coaching quiz. Also, <laughs> defensively, <laughs> right? Like also defensively, same goes for you know yeah, your 14. Exactly. It, you put your stronger defender on your better absolutely on the yes. right-hand side. So, yeah. which would be the right wing? That's a really good top three. That might actually be. Those well, are all side of Valley guys. No, I know. That club it's the same spot. It's an amount of um, talent. talent that came through there. Zach Striffler plays for the Free Jacks. For a hot Taylor minute. Holland. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was great. It was um, really good times. Um, my honorable mention, um, I had one, but now I'm going to go to my boy, Sean Riley, for an old gold. Um, love that dude. One of my best friends in the whole world, and I'm very proud of him. <clears throat> Came from um, Notre Dame College in Cleveland, Ohio. Yep. From Akron Boy, um, another Southern Pines great, guy too. Yeah, Southern yeah. Pines dude. Sean Riley. Yeah, Riley. Yeah, that's him. Riley. Good guy. Woo! That's my guy. Love that guy. Well, Jordan, 
we are a podcast. You know, we, we put it out there for the people so they can listen to it on their own time. We're not news breakers per se. But Tommy, do you think it's about time we break some news? I think it's you guys probably got time news? to break the news. You guys got some news? Why don't you ask Jordan a question? I'm not going to actually say <laughs> the question, so you got to produce the question. Is the, is, the, is the news that he's moving? Is that the news? What's, what's I'm the news? Why do you ask? <laughs> <laughs> you Tommy. guys just hired him? So, yeah. <laughs> no, he's been around the I'm show confused for about a long time. Is, is that the news that you break? Is that right, the why news? don't you ask Jordan what the news is? So, Flash, what's what's the news? What the, is news? the news? Okay, so I'm gonna help you out here, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> content creator of the fucking year. Right? Um, He's more of a video guy. Yeah, video right? guy, yeah. visual. Um, he sees a lot. Paint likes. He's a seer. I'm not on the spot kind of guy. Yeah, I'm gonna call him. Gonna have a plan. Um, so I'm I've been in Denver for three years now, and I'm about to take my. Uh, my uh, rugby to another state, which would be Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, I coach um, the University of Pittsburgh with uh, former Ohio aviator Alan Hansen, and then um, my former college coach, which is Eric Jerpy. Jerp, jerp. Yeah, that's my guy, Jerp. Um, jerp. Oh, that guy um, a lot. Previously uh, mentioned, <clears throat> Eric Jerpy. Yeah, um, probably one of the greatest coaches that's ever coached me and I never played for him so um, now I get to coach with him which is really cool he gave you a t-shirt he gave me a t-shirt well he coached me in college but I broke my collarbone I just got to watch practice all the time yes but that might have actually been the best of just week could get yeah so no he um, he's always been in my corner since I left school early and I told him I wasn't I wasn't cut out for school and whatnot and left to Columbus and he never slided me or talked bad about me or told me I'm a dumbass other than if I needed it. <laughs> like, uh, he, he helped me out a lot being away from my family when I went to college. So um, even after breaking my collarbone and stuff, he was always there for me and helped me out. So it's, it's going to be a pleasure to, to learn more from him. Um, I'll be assistant coaching, but it's a res- something to add to my resume. And um, I'm going to continue building that. And, Probably play some sevens here and there because that's my heart and soul. There you go. <laughs> hey, we got a new power in the Mid-Atlantic, Pittsburgh Panthers. Now, Flash, I'm just I'm a college fan. I know my mascots. Did one of your Florida teams was called the Panthers? Well, yeah. the South. Yeah. yeah was there another Panther team that you yeah, played Palm for? Yeah, Palm Beach Panthers. Palm Beach Panthers. Now we got the Pittsburgh Panthers. That's Let's fucking go, baby. We got a Panther on our hands. Yeah. I'm we a got a Panther, baby. Now, Tommy. Get <laughs> Last new ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a nice evening. Ah, oh, that's a fucking Tell about what it was. Was that 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 Okay, so I found someone at my college to drive me so far. And she had said, hey, like, I'll get to get you this far, a friend of mine. And she had a class or whatever. Which so, college? Uh, Wheeling Jesuit. Sorry. Yeah. From, so you're. So I'm going from Wheeling Jesuit to Columbus, <clears throat> Columbus Ohio. It was only two hours, but. One state line. Come yeah, on. one state line. Please, you're hitchhiking. Go wrong. You're yeah. hitchhiking through no man's land. So. Um, <laughs> She took me so far, whatever, but I had, like, 
I like um, packed all my shit in her car and she had no room for her stuff. <laughs> so I had to unpack all my stuff and put it into like a storage unit, which was like a cavity under the stairway I had found. <laughs> so I had to come back and get it at a later date. Um, and just trusting that no one would take it because there's no like summer semesters or nothing like that. Um, so this girl like lets me drive and I end up driving like a little bit and I just ran a bunch of red lights because I had no idea like the red lights in Ohio are a little different <laughs> they're weird I, what color are they I mean they're red but they just so blank, how, they blank more blank. I don't know I don't know how are they I don't know how are they different I just was they running. flash man they're on the top I was running time. red lights I had no idea where I was going like <laughs> she told me to go this way I go that way it was I don't know. Maybe I was just having fun with her. But are you allowed to be picky as a backseat driver if you're hitching, or do you just have to say, "I'm here. I might as well strap on the roller coaster." See, dude, I didn't even know where I was going. I pulled up to my apartment and did it. I got out and I was like, "Um, I guess this is it. Like it says it is." Then I knocked on the door and I'm texting the guy that lives there, and. He texts me back. He's like, yeah, I'm here. And I'm like, well, I'm at the door. Like, please come answer it. So he answers it, and he's like this Southern California dude. And he's like, oh, sorry, dude. I was playing NBA jams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a fucking Sega Genesis 19, fucking, or whatever, 1994. Like, so that's that's my, I mean, I guess no crazy. I mean, I have hitchhiked other times, but not that time. <laughs> Tommy, what are we doing on the show? We pick them. Pick them. People, we pick people, good people. Talking rugby. Telling stories. Rugby. Cheers, sir. Thanks, for having you guys. <laughs>
Um, came out to Denver, Colorado. The juice. Yeah, the juice. Yeah, Florida, the squeeze me juice. Yeah. <laughs> everybody wants the, the shorts. We had shorts that said squeeze me on them. So everyone always would. If you, if you took your shorts off at a tournament, someone's falling. They were gone. Midwest in general, obviously Chicago has the, <laughs> the biggest, you know. So we're playing in like six inches of water. The most memorable rugby game and the most like important rugby game. And this is how I caught the vibe because everyone's already like on the piss and shit. And I'm like, I'm coming in and I'm like, fuck. A question about his barbo tenure. <laughs> how has your barbo tenure been? <laughs> Man, I can't wait for old boys around me. It's just gonna be so fun. Throwing <laughs> diapers on silence. Tommy passed his coaching quiz. Riley! Yeah, that's him. Riley. Good guy. Woo! That's my guy. Love that guy. So he answers it and he's like this Southern California dude and he's like, oh, sorry, dude, I was playing NBA Jam. <laughs> <laughs> Is the news that he's moving? Is that the news? What's... You guys just hired this so guy. <laughs>